Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, March 26th. When bargaining, seek benefits that are mutual. If you express yourself generously, the other person will usually, of his own accord, meet you halfway. Um, I'm, uh, let me think how to say this. Speaking of myself, just personally, I have a very good sense of prosperity, and I have, a, I have developed a, a, a pretty good faith in God's abundance to take care of me. I qualify it only because I don't want to be presumptuous. So I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I'm not by any means great. I have my nervous moments, and I, God knows I'll probably have more before this life is over, but I work on it. But money itself is a little bit mysterious to me. I don't, I don't have a feel for money. That's the only way I can say it. And in my lifetime, for much of my lifetime, <clears throat> for one reason or another, somehow there was always somebody who was taking care of it for me, and I just didn't have to think about it. <clears throat> I have to think about it a little more now, but not much. I just, this is my karma. Um, and we'll see. You know, my life isn't over. We'll see what happens next. I'm more than willing to take whatever God wants from me. So I traveled with a friend recently. We traveled out of the country. We actually went to Israel together. And she is an exceedingly generous person, has just a great deal of money. Has she, She's been able to earn money. I've, my whole life has been at Ananda, so... I have not maximized my earning potential, to put it mildly. I've made other choices. And, but my friend has had a, a well-paying profession, and a lot, uh, but, but hasn't accumulated money at all because an enormous amount of money has flowed through her. A large amount of money has flowed through her. And there was a quality to her that was always confusing to me because she's enormously generous, but she's a hard bargainer. <laughs> She'll never pay a nickel more than she thinks she ought to pay for something. And we were in um, the Mideast. So there we were where you never pay the first price that's asked. You just don't pay it. And I watched her and I finally began to understand something that I'd, I'd never understood because it's not my instinct. That she understands the value of things. She understands the value of a person's labor. She understands the value of a a. a, a, a a garment, she understands the value of a piece of jewelry. You know, it has, things have inherent value, either because of the materials that were put into them, the artistry that created them, <clears throat> and true value measured in financial terms is a kind of truth that if this is what it's worth, this is really what it's worth. And I just don't mean that the merchant is trying to take advantage of you because you have white skin, you're clearly from America. And you don't have any idea what things are worth, and you know, and you have so much money that you'll just let it come out. I mean, I've traveled in India and I've traveled in the Middle East now, some a little bit in Israel only, and uh, you know, I'm an easy mark. <laughs> they see me coming and they know exactly. And I'm and because I don't understand the inherent value of things or phrasing it differently. Until I traveled with this woman a couple of years ago, I never really got that's what was going on. Because I couldn't understand how she could be so generous, which she is, and simultaneously be such a serious bargainer. 
And what I also observed when she bargained is that the clerk always, the, the merchant always enjoyed it <laughs> because there was sort of an understanding between them. There was an understanding that we both understand what the true value is here and we're just going to keep going until we get to the real true value. You know, and I know that you're trying to get more from me and it's not that I'm not willing to give it to you, but I, I need to live in the truth. And the truth is this is a fair price and a generous price. But what I, what I could see, one, is that she could do it easily because she was just looking at the truth. And, and I could never tune into that. All I could think of was, oh, well, I want it. <laughs> and you know, if it costs me twice as much as it should, he'll, he'll use the money or she'll use the money. You know, it's just like the, the value of the item was never a truth to me. But Swamiji is also a very good and a very serious bargainer. When he would go into a shop, even though he's generous, his confidence in God is enormous, and he's generous, enormously generous, the same way, complete confidence that God will take care of him. But he won't let a merchant do something that's not the true value of it, even the true value to Swami. So, but he says, be generous, because yes, of course, if, you're, if your economies don't match, you know, be generous. But even if they do match, be generous. Master was a hard bargainer. When he, he used to collect umbrellas and canes, Swamiji said not so much even because he cared, but it, it helped keep his mind on this plane of reality. He said it was as hard, it's as hard for a master to keep his mind on this plane of reality as it is for us to get out of this plane. Sri Ramakrishna, who used to go into these ecstatic states um, really often, um, he, uh, he, when he would come out of these samadhis, often he would, um, he would ask for a smoke, of all things, <laughs> a hookah, because it would just bring his mind down to his body, and he needed to do that. So Master sometimes collected things. You know, he would go into antique stores and he would look at this. And there's a whole story that Swami tells in the path about how Master went into a shop and he was, he was bargaining for some, um, some thing that he wanted. And he was very definite about what it was worth. And he worked back and forth with the merchant until they were both satisfied. See, this is also Swamiji's point of view. You have to both feel that you've gotten a fair deal. So, you have to, so he waited till we, they were both satisfied and then um, uh, the swamp master took it away and was very happy. But later he said, oh, that man, he had such a poor f floor in his shop. I think I'll buy him a new carpet. And so then master just bought a new carpet for this man. It wasn't like he didn't want to give him the money, but he wanted to move in the true value of things, in the, in the true value of friendship. And there was integrity in that. And also he's respecting the merchant. You know, the merchant has a position he has a need, and you respect that. So it's, it's not just when we're bargaining for money or whatever it is that we're working with. You know, it's, it's, it's a bigger reality than that. It's that we, we need to be appropriate and we need to, to move in truth in everything that we're doing. If a person wants to emotionally blackmail you and take advantage of you, you have to actually understand the true value of yourself. And you should not give yourself away too cheaply. If people are taking advantage of your goodwill and not really responding with an 
energy that is magnetic and appropriate. Sometimes, depending on who you are, depending on what you yourself need to learn. But sometimes it's, why am I subjecting myself to this? I remember a woman came to me and she was talking about to go to visit her mother. And I didn't know anything about her family or anything like that, so I asked her a little bit. Honestly, what she described was just a horrific relationship with a very unpleasant person who had no, who didn't even want the daughter to come and visit. And when the daughter would go and visit, the mother would treat her very unkindly. I had to ask the obvious question, why are you going? She wanted me to pray for her that the visit would go well. But I had to ask the question, why are you going? You know, What are you expecting to happen? Why do you subject yourself to so much abuse? I mean, you're, you're a grown person now. It's one thing if you're a child and you have no choice, but you have a choice. You're going to spend your time and money. You have to value yourself. You, know, you, have, to, you have to also say that I have worth. And it, it's, an in, it's an interesting thing. That's why when I realized what my friend was doing, which I had never understood, I had never understood how you can be so generous and also be such a hard bargainer. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even she was just a hard bargainer. She's just about everything that had to do with money. She was very exact, whereas I have been. And, and from her, I learned. I've tried to be less, because I, mean, I was sloppy is actually the word. I just didn't like it, so I didn't put my mind to it. But it was very sloppy. She was never sloppy where money was concerned because things have value. I, I'm very careful in emotional matters, in emotional value. But it's, it's really all the same thing. We have to move in truth. And we should be generous, but we also have to move in truth. Now, when we're talking about giving ourselves away or valuing ourselves, what, how we should relate and how we assess the value has a lot to do with who I am and what I'm trying to learn. You know, um, there was a period of time where I needed to stand up for myself, where I needed, I, this was when I was much younger, I, I was, was too afraid of disharmony. And so I had to learn to stand up for myself. But after I became less afraid of disharmony and more willing to stand up to myself, and I began to enjoy a level of conflict, <laughs> I realized, no, now my value is that I'm willing to give myself away. But nobody is taking me. I'm giving myself. You see what the difference in that? It's just like, I, I know what I'm doing. And even if they're not valuing me, I value myself, but I choose to, to be generous and to give myself away. And it, it has become a very important value for me. And in fact, we've been caught, this is being recorded in uh, the end of August 2020, and because I am of an age which is 73 at this point, and because I have certain responsibilities within this community and I need to be able to interact with the technical crew and be in certain places and be on broadcast and so on, I'm very sequestered. And other people are doing things in the public that I'm protected from doing, prevented from doing, actually. It was extremely difficult for me to accept this because I have trained myself to give myself away, not to protect myself. And it, has, it actually was, has been a crisis of conscience that I've managed to work my way through 
to allow other people. It's not that I'm afraid to receive. I don't mind. I'm very happy to receive. But to protect myself was a whole different issue. But I I have become persuaded. I still chafe against it a bit. Not for any reason except that of my own integrity. But I've accepted that it's necessary. Because we have to know the value of things. We have to be generous. But we also have to live in truth on all levels. So, as Swami says, when bargaining, seek benefits that are mutual. If you express yourself generously, the other person will, usually, of his own accord, meet you halfway. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.